Grace and peace be yours today in fullest measure. Amen and amen. That's how we want to view each day. Every little trial comes our way, even if you can't see one another, because we walk by faith anyway. Amen? We don't walk by, by sight. We walk by faith. You know, as this morning as we were praying with, uh, as I was praying with my good friend Jack Stockdale, and he prayed about the transforming power of the Word of God. And this is what we're reminded of today, and this is why we're wanting to look through this book of 1 Peter. It is a trans, there's transforming power in the Word of God. And, and uh, as the, the, the believers in, in the time of 1 Peter were being persecuted, severe persecution they were facing, not just cancel culture or losing friendship or, or losing a job. They were being burnt at the stake. They were being executed. They were being driven away from their homes and, and having to scatter into uh, different locations. And so when that happens, it's important to remind ourselves of the things that matter the most in life. And Peter, as he continues here in verse 3, and we just want to look at today's word, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His grace, mercy, great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. You know, I think when things on earth don't turn out quite the way you hoped they would, it is, it's always important, but it's especially important then to remind ourselves where is our hope. The Bible says that our salvation is something that is imperishable, undefiled, and will not fade away in heaven. I think of our earthly blessings, and every one of them, our earthly blessings, our earthly stuff. All of it can fade away. All of it can perish. We protect it carefully. We think about it. We sometimes become a little bit obsessed or preoccupied. Just imagine. I mean, you say, no, you don't. Well, just imagine if your phone were missing. You know, have you ever lost your phone? How you would, you know, search for it. You'd want to find it. You'd, it suddenly it becomes urgent. I've got to find my phone and all that's on there, and I need my phone, and we lift that up, and we, we become very obsessed with finding our phone until we do, until we find it. But we're told that our treasure in heaven, our inheritance in heaven, our salvation that will be revealed in the last times, our glory in heaven, is something that is imperishable. You'll never lose it. It won't burn up, it won't break, it won't get lost, it won't get sullied or dirtied or defiled. You know, in the ancient times, they were, the, the Roman coins, the way they had inflation in those days, that it was a coin and they'd just keep clipping off the little edge of the coin. And so, you know, you could still go buy something with it, but they'd taken off just a little bit of the silver, say from the edge of the coin. and. And you take that off enough and you can mint a new coin. And, you, and so the, the one you have is actually a little bit less, less and less and less and less silver. A little bit less buying, buying in, same, buy the same thing until they'd say, wait a minute, this is now phony money. You've cut away too much of it. It was perishing. Their, their coins would become defiled. 
their, their coins would become less valuable. They would fade away. But your inheritance won't. In fact, your inheritance in heaven is not protected by your good works, by your good efforts, by your sincerity, by any of these things. You know what it's protected by? Verse 6 tells us. It's protected by the very power of God. This is so important because I remember one of the first times I was persecuted for Christ. It was on a campus at the University of Maryland. And it seemed like people were against me and they yelled at me and they were upset with me. And I remember walking off campus that day feeling really, really, really down, really low. I felt, had I failed God, I felt like nobody loved me on that campus. I felt like, you know, the, the hecklers had just kind of taken over and I felt like they didn't love me. I wondered had I alienated anyone from God and I, I just felt so bad and so down and so discouraged, so much like I'd failed and I felt like God must be very, very disappointed with me. And he brought to mind Romans chapter 8, the last two verses. I'm convinced that neither death nor life, principalities nor powers, things to come and things present, nor persecutions, nor tribulations will separate us from the power of God or from the love of God in Christ Jesus. You often think, well, how could persecution separate you from the love of God? I mean, obviously, you think, you know, people are persecuted for God. I mean, that, God's closer to ever than them. They, they've suffered for being what's right. They've suffered for the Lord. You'd think that God would be closer than ever. But there's something the devil's playing with my mind. I had suffered for Christ, and I was thinking that somehow God was disappointed with me. That's not what Scripture says. Scripture says that in the moments of our suffering, and when we suffer for doing what's right, other people might not like us. Other people might be very negative towards us. But God, nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Our salvation, what matters most, is protected by God. The power of God protects us. The love of God surrounds us. And so today, I want to say, if you ever suffer for, the, for Christ, if you ever suffer for righteousness, if you ever suffer for doing the right thing or believing the right thing or saying the right thing, if you ever take a stand for what's right and people dislike you or they turn on you or they cancel you or they, they speak evil about you or slander you or gossip or whatever they do, I want you to remember today that what matters most, God has not forsaken you. God's not turning on you. Your salvation is protected by the power of God, and that's what matters most of all in life. And it's interesting also, some of us may, you know, this term that the Lord uses here is that our salvation, that God has, God has caused us to be born again to a living hope. And indeed, let's remember today that our salvation is more than, more than just religious beliefs. Our salvation is a new life. Jesus referred to this as uh, he talked about to Nicodemus, a Jewish man. And, of course, a Jewish man, Nicodemus, would think that he was right with God because of the way he was born. I was born a Jew. God's blessing is on the Jews. And I'm born a Jew, so obviously I have God's blessing. I'm going to be in the kingdom of God one day. <clears throat> but Jesus said, no, to enter the kingdom of God, you must be born again. 
It's not enough to just be born right physically. You have to have this spiritual birth. This is found in John chapter 3, this, the new birth, this new life that God gives us in Christ. How does that happen? Well, in John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, Jesus came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to these he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe on his name, who were born not of flesh, nor of the will of man, but were born of God. This is salvation. This is our salvation, that we are born of God. We, we have this, not just a physical birth, but a spiritual rebirth. And today, if you've never experienced that, I, I just urge you to receive Jesus Christ. Believe in Jesus Christ. He is the Savior. And salvation is, is simply that. I, am, I don't reject Jesus Christ. I'm not ambivalent towards him. I'm not ignoring him. I am receiving. Salvation, God is a giving, generous God. And I often picture salvation as just my arms are open. I receive your mercy. I receive your salvation. I receive your forgiveness. How? By I receive the person of Jesus Christ. I believe him. I believe he is who he said he is. I believe he is the Savior, the Messiah. And through open arms and an open heart and an open faith, we receive him. We're born again. We're given a new life. We're given a fresh start. Our spirit that was once separated from God becomes alive. And this is our awesome message. And this is our awesome hope. Amen? Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you today that our salvation is the free gift of God to all who have faith in Jesus Christ. And we affirm today, Lord, we say it out loud, we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. We confess in our, with our mouth, we believe in our heart that, Father, you raised him from the dead. He is alive forevermore. Jesus, we proclaim and declare that you came to earth to save sinners. And we thank you that you have saved us. We proclaim and declare with our mouth that, Jesus, you died for our sins. You are our hope of eternal life. You are our hope of forgiveness, of salvation. It's all found in you, and we are so, so very grateful. We believe. Today, we receive. Father, you're a generous, giving God. You've given us the greatest treasure of all. It's imperishable. It's undefiled. It will never pass away. It's more precious than silver and gold. The salvation you've given us, Father, is awesome. Father, we think of the, the believers back in the days of Peter, and we think of believers around the world today who suffer, and we think of sometimes even the suffering we go through, Lord. But some of them, Lord, they lost houses. Imagine that. They lost their house. Lord, I think of believers I've met in India, who pastors who had their house burnt down by radicals who hated the gospel or whose church was burnt to the ground. And Father, we think of people who they've lost their house, they've lost their possessions, they've lost their job, they've lost their livelihood, they've lost everything on this earth, and yet we thank you for them and for us that we have also a treasure in heaven, an inheritance from God himself that is imperishable. It will never fade away. 
It's undefiled. Father, we appreciate this. We value it. Sometimes, Lord, our eyes get distracted by the things of this world and we lose sight of the eternal. Help us today, Lord, to be grateful for all we have on earth, but to fix our eyes on that which will never perish. We bless you today. Father, we thank you for the gospel message. How we pray it would, would just run wildly through our nation and through this earth. How we just pray, Father, that the gospel would go forth throughout our land. Lord, help us. We, we pray right now today. We think of loved ones we know who don't know Christ. We think of neighbors who don't know Christ. We think, Father, of co-workers and fellow students who don't know Christ, who've never yet received him. Lord, we pray for them today. We pray for their salvation. We pray, Lord, you, they have ears, but they're not hearing. We pray you'd open their ears to hear. They have eyes, Lord, but they don't see. And so we pray you'd open their eyes to see the glory of God. They have minds, Lord, but they're closed. And so we pray you'd open their minds to understand the truth of the gospel, to understand who Jesus is and how you are the hope of the world. They have hearts, Lord, but they become hard. And so we pray they'd be soft and open and their hearts would be receptive and have faith in Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, for a great spiritual awakening in our land. Lord, that includes our families and neighborhoods and communities. But we pray, Lord, for that. We pray for throughout the land, Lord. We pray for the from the, the top to the bottom, from the wealthiest to the poorest, from the leaders to the followers. Lord, of every ethnicity, every skin color, every background, every nation of origin. We pray, Lord, for people of other religions who are in our land and throughout the world. We pray for a great moving in your spirit and a salvation coming to those of a Muslim or a Hindu background, or particularly in our day and in our country, those of an agnostic or a secularist or a skeptical background. Lord, your arm is not so short that it cannot save. We believe that. We thank you for people in, in Scripture that were far, far, far away from God, and you saved them. And Lord, you thank, we thank you you saved us. We ask you, Lord, in our land, till the ground, soften the ground, plow it up, Lord. Raise up evangelists and men, with a, men and women with a real prophetic gift to speak your truth that hearts would be softened, that the ground that is so hard would be plowed up and would become fallow and would become uh, available and open and receptive. Lord, bring our, bring our country to this place. We cry out to it, Lord. We're undeserving. We know, Lord, that so many become hard and, and, and almost rightfully so. But, Lord, we believe what is really our desire. There's a great multitude of people that would worship our King. A great multitude of people who would come to faith in Jesus Christ. A great multitude of people who would turn from the path of destruction to the path of life, from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of your beloved Son. We cry out for it, Lord. We pray for it throughout the land. We pray for it for our country. We pray our churches will be mighty. We pray, Lord, our churches would be seeing people added to them day by day, week by week. Lord, we pray our churches would be seeing numbers of people being baptized because they've turned to Christ and they're, they're acknowledging that faith in Christ. We pray, Father, through our churches, families would be reconciled. 
relationships that are broken would be healed. Lives that, that addictions, people caught up in addictions would be freed. Chains would be broken. Lord, this is what revival would look like. We pray for a fresh love for the Word of God. We pray, Lord, people in the churches of God in our land would hunger for the Word of God like a newborn babe who would long for the, uh, the, its mother's milk. How we pray, Lord, that we'd be people longing for Your Word. We pray our churches would be houses of prayer for all the nations. Oh, Lord, this is what revival would look like. We cry out to it. We pray for it. We pray it would reach Hollywood, Wall Street, the universities, the CEOs, the, the businesses, and, and the halls of government. Lord, we pray for revival in our land. We ask for it. It's a big, big request, Father. We pray for it. We pray it would reach the other nations. I think, Lord, of how I've been in yesterday and today in this board meeting with Run Global. We pray, Lord, you'd be reaching Southeast Asia with your gospel. Go beyond what we could imagine. Lord, let the gospel spread wildly, rapidly through the nations of the earth, we pray. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We offer ourselves today to be those agents of righteousness, holiness, and purity in the hands of our God. Fill us with your spirit, with the joy of the Lord, with the, the, the pray there'd be a happiness in our, on our face because there's a joy in our heart. Help us, Lord, to rise above every challenge. Help us to experience grace and peace in fullest measure 24-7, every day, every hour, because this is ours. Don't let us waste it. Don't let us uh, not take, take, take what you want to give, not receive what you give. <clears throat> My grace and peace today be ours in fullest measure. We thank you. We bless you with all of our heart. Give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 and amen. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Again, I, I just pray grace and peace, yours in fullest measure. If you're new today, welcome. We're glad you're, you've joined with us. I pray you'll be back tomorrow and every day as we pray together at 8.30 in the morning. But you, as you know, you can watch later in the day if you miss the, the uh, live stream. It's posted on my YouTube channel where you're at right now. Also, uh, if you haven't subscribed to my channel and hit the notify button, do so so you'll always be notified when we're about to come on. And go to my website, TomThePreacher.com, TomThePreacher.com, and um, make sure you sign up for my daily newsletter where we talk about, I, I talk about some of the things that we'll be praying about here. Make it a great day. Walk with the Lord. Experience the fullness of His grace and peace. And remember, you you and your salvation today, no matter what comes your way, you're protected by the very power of God. What really matters, your salvation, protected by the very power of God. Walk confidently. Be full of faith. Speak confidently. We have the truth. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love you guys. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.